0: Grand Evening, you in tune To the King Comrade Don Podcast Show On Anchor and Spotify Worldwide Welcome to the show tonight Audience and the public at large Tonight, King Comrade Don is interviewing Queen Sister Shawana Vaughn CEO of Silent Cry Inc concerning post-traumatic prison disorder i may not have that correct but she can clarify when she comes on in a minute what this concerns tonight this is a show that i hold dear to myself as i'm a victim of this uh Post-traumatic prison disorder Uh, It is well known by the public That I've served 35 years In prison, straight years And have Been Affected by Such incarceration Incarceration alone Brings about stresses And uh, illnesses Unassociated With the other drama and Horrors that are Associated and accompanying being in prison, especially in a racist environment such as the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, and the horrors of solitary confinement and the treatment by staff in these prisons in New York is deplorable and inhumane to say the least. There are many. Uh, people in society and organizations and groups and and legal foundations that are combating and protesting and and trying to uh, encourage uh, state senators and assemblymen and uh, federal senators and congressmen to ban solitary confinement in the entire United States prison system wherever they may be. And tonight, our special guest Juana Vaughn, who is a victim of incarceration herself, will uh, give you with some clarity what she's trying to do to come to the aid of all those incarcerated and all those that leave prison and re enter society mentally traumatized by the aspect of said incarceration it's four minutes on the downside of seven o'clock and you're live in the studio standing for justice with king comrad don like to bring to the microphone now queen shawanna vaughn would you state your name and greet the audience please
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Shawana Vaughn. I'm the CEO of Silent Cry. It is a pleasure to be
0: with you tonight. It is such a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Brother Conrad. Okay, uh, Ms. Vaughn, uh, could you explain uh, first uh, to the listening audience, what is post-traumatic prison disorder?
1: Um, So, Post Traumatic prison Disorder, um, Shawana W76337, is the name of the legislation. And it is when you are adversely mentally affected from the effects of incarceration. And I don't know anybody who has had your body snatched up and taken to somewhere that is not fit for humans, and you come back unaffected. And so we are, we have collective trauma that is not getting dealt with. And we are getting diagnosed with um, all types of things. And that is actually not what's wrong with us, but they only know a textbook. And is a textbook for the effects of prison. And so I decided to write legislation because we, it is time that we have a comprehensive holistic mass incarceration, mental health bill.
0: All right. Could you please explain, uh, what is silent cry ink?
1: Absolutely. Silent Cry, ink is out of my own silent tears. Um, I was born uh, to a mother in incarceration in prison, and I was um, identified in the foster care system, and I went back to prison. And so for me, Silent Cry is my own silent tears. And I realize that our communities are suffering in silence. And that we are like the military, with a don't ask, don't tell policy. And out of my own silent cries, um, I 1st in an inter-organization, that we can cry now for change. And, and, and we can answer the cry of the silence and, and, and create a narrative um, for a better community.
0: All right. Could you explain um, what services uh, does uh, Silent Cry Inc. provide to those uh, on the reentry to society from prison?
1: Absolutely. Um, one of my biggest um, resources that I provide is um, clothes um, and and needs shoes, um, hygiene products for people coming home. One of the biggest things that I do, um, the second biggest thing, you know, I, um, I do a gala, um, for victims of, violent crime and I do events and services for people coming home. Um, and I don't just focus on women, but, um, I try to keep families connected. Um, so when I hear mothers say they don't know where their children are, I try to find them and um because i believe connections with family is the thing that keeps you um able to be kind. and so i have parents find their children or whoever they're trying to find um out here that they can't get in contact with for one reason or another um for people that are incarcerated um i piece them out of policy and legislation um I help, you know, with books, for a book club, for individuals um, that I help that are in prison in Michigan. Um, so I do a lot of things. And a lot of things are not um, seen, but they're definitely done. Um, I think literacy is very important. Um, I try to find people, therapists, um, that will uh, deal with them on a total basis or at, you know, no cost. So it was things that, silent cry does and we
0: definitely um do events for children of incarcerated parents all right um does uh silent cry inc have a referral services uh for mental health uh say for instance uh uh lady or man is coming home from prison and they're having some mental uh drawbacks as a result of the incarceration, and can they come to Silent Cry Inc. and be referred uh, to a mental yes. health specialist? Could you explain that in some detail how that goes about?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I am in the process of creating a partnership with the Resilience Lab, which is a, a wonderful psychotherapy um, office, and they're amazing. The lady's name is Christine Carvill. She's an adjunct professor at Columbia. Um, and she has several locations. And um, so I'm in the process of partnering with her and making referrals to her agency for people that are coming home and people that are home and, and, and just need, need to talk and need therapy. Is sal- also in the is, is Silent uh,
0: Cry Inc. 501... Uh, 501- status. Yes, absolutely. So you're a non-profit not for profit. Yes, I've
1: been incorporated since 2013.
0: And could you give uh, the listeners uh, your web info clearly so that they can send donations uh, to Silent Cry, Inc., which will in turn trickle down to the services and the needs, uh, special needs, I would say, of those on reentry that need uh, mental health services, uh, clothing, uh, referral for housing, and these funds will help in that endeavor. Uh, could you give uh, the listening audience uh, the links of how they can donate uh, funds, tax exempt funds, I believe, to uh, Silent Cry Inc.
1: Absolutely. So my website is silentcryinc.org um, and we also have a PayPal business account, which is um, silentcryinc.gmail and um, those are two ways that you can absolutely donate. Uh, we have Cash App um, and it's dollar sign silentcry2013. So those are the three ways you can donate. And uh, it is absolutely much appreciated because it is, you know, it takes funding to run organizations. So I appreciate you saying that, Mr. Conrad. Um, and you can also um, email me on my website to volunteer time because time is as essential as money. Yes, I to re- an organization.
0: Yes, I recall somewhere in the scripture it is better to give than receive. Um, Is there a location that donated goods such as clothing, food items, sanitary items, hygienic items, and so forth can be brought to a location to be handed over to you so that they can be then given out to those that are in need?
1: Yes, so right now um, we do pick up donations. Um, At the moment we pick up all donations. and we have and you know storage facilities that we do pick up. So if you call or email on the website, we will we will come to you.
0: That's beautiful. I'm pretty sure that people will appreciate that because uh, it, it's less of a burden on them. Uh, I've uh, absolutely I've been keeping track of the sad uh, and horrific count of New York uh, State Prison and County Jail are suicide rates in the past uh, three years. Uh, there have been many uh, suicides, and uh, most of these suicides are uh, take place in the solitary confinement, which are special housing units. And if anybody watch prison movies they usually call it the box of the hole where a person is isolated uh, basically 23 hours a day and they get one hour recreation and but they're in a cell for 23 hours a day some 24 hours a day if they don't take the hour recreation some officers uh, deny them that for their personal reasons uh, for cruelty uh, to be one of them and uh, are you keeping track of the uh, suicide rates in the New York State Department of Correction and in any prison system anywhere else in the United States?
1: I have been. Um, I have been looking at them, and um, I've actually, you know, look at them um, in Michigan as well. I deal with uh, five institutions in Michigan, so I definitely um, look at and especially during COVID, I've noticed that um, they're higher and they're up. And and you're right. To be locked in solitary um, is definitely um, increasing the rate of suicide.
0: Although you're based in New York, I noticed from your uh, uh, social media uh, pages, uh, Twitter and so forth, that you uh, have a lot of focus on the Michigan uh, state prison system. It, it, why is why is Michigan so dear to your cause, that state?
1: Michigan is dear to my cause because they, I, the men in Michigan um, a couple of years ago actually reached out to me and invited me to a life rally from inside. And I would, you know, the the fact that you're following me and you're inside, um, and the and and the people incarcerated in Michigan actually got me to Michigan to speak on their behalf, and to be a focus is amazing. But for people to have that much faith in you and to put their trust in another human. To deliver for them, um, I don't take that lightly, and so Michigan is dear to my heart because they found me and they asked me for my help, and they said they needed me, and I've been with them um, for the last four years, and I think that they're you know, it's amazing I've actually made three inroads with with two prisons in Michigan. And so, for that reason, um, is dear to my heart, that you you wanted somebody enough that you got them to you, and um, I've been trying to make impact for people that
0: want me, you know, to fight for them. Mm. Do
1: you uh, visit in this climate? You can have anybody,
0: right? In this uh, uh, state, New York State. We're in New York City, actually, and uh, we're in New York State also do you visit any uh department of correction prisons or county jails in the state of new york or in the city of new york or in the outlying regions of new york city
1: yes i went to fish on sunday last sunday i was in fish and um and i went to visit a gentleman I that you know um families is, is distant and And needed to visit, and and was basically, you know, he's an older gentleman who was, you know, down. And I said, all right, you know, the family said, you know, we can't get there. We're in Georgia. And I said, you know what, I'll go. And I went, and I stayed four hours, and I told him I'll be back um, next Sunday as well. And um, because I realized that, you know, a lot of family people don't have anybody, or people are too far away. Um, so I definitely try to make myself
0: accessible um, to people that don't have the visits that are asking for them, that are right here where we are. On that note, uh, you're live in this podcast studio of the King Comrade Don standing for uh, justice. We're interviewing uh, the CEO of Silent Cry, Inc. concerning post-traumatic Prison Disorder For those Returning to society From prison And uh, Shawana Vaughn Is her name And she has proposed And uh, written legislation Which she has given to A state senator in New York State And she's currently trying to find Sponsorship or co-sponsorship of that uh, bill so that post-traumatic prison disorder can be recognized in the sciences, in medicines, and in society as a whole. I think that it's uh, disastrous that no one before now in any powerful position has even brought this to the floor of any house in any state county city or local government and it's a shame that they have not done this and because the recidivism rate for people that suffer from mental illness is deplorable and these men and women that return to society with these emotional handicaps are really not to blame but the justice system tends to care less about why a person is the way they are or why they did what they did or what caused them to do what they did they're more concerned with punishment and taking you out of society as opposed to remedying the problem that caused it in the first place. Um, New York State uh, uh, has a deplorable record, an assorted record history of abuses and checks and balances, if any, are rare and in a coma in this state uh, since I've been alive and uh, able to discern uh, truth from fiction and right and wrong. Have you been in contact with uh, the commission of correction, the acting commission in this state, uh, Anthony J. Anucci, who's been in uh, department of corrections in this state for over 40, almost 50 years. And he's the acting commissioner of the department of corrections and community supervision in New York state. Have you been in contact with him or anybody in the office to see if you could have, hold seminars are uh, group sessions in these prisons in the SHUs, uh, solitary confinement uh, housing areas, to uh, counsel these men and the women who are suffering in these uh, conditions?
1: No, um, not at this moment. I just matter of fact, funny. I just had um, a gentleman tell me to um, that they were going to connect me with him to reach out to him and and set up a meeting for the the very thing that you just said. But I have spoken to um, Dan Court, who sits on um, the corrections board, I've spoken to him um, previously, and we talked about, you know, the legislation and what it means and what it stands for. All
0: right, I have a uh, dear comrade, friend who served 28 years in prison and he uh, works for the uh, Correction Association of New York and uh, they uh, put checks and balances and do investigations and give yearly annual reports of conditions of prisons in New York State and city, county, and local jails. Are you familiar with the brother Talib Muhammad and have you reached out Muhammad, to Yes. Yeah. Excuse me a minute. Have you reached yeah, out to I the Correction Association to see if you could do some conjunction work with them concerning the issues that you raised post traumatic prison disorder? Yes. And what has been yeah, their, what has been their feedback on that?
1: So um, he has the legislation, and um, we've been having me and Charlie have definitely been having um, conversations on where we can go um, with the situation, and and you know they're trying to flesh out what their role looks like as far as aiding in in the fight with this legislation.
0: And you uh, could you uh, name the sponsor of the legislature legislation in the state. Uh, Senate right now and could you name the bill number that you're trying to get enacted into law?
1: Yes. It's um, Senator Brian Benjamin.
0: And do you have a, n- um, a number for he's in the I don't
1: have a bill number on hand.
0: Um, well, I'll look it up and report it later. But it usually starts with an Okay. S. It usually have a Senate with an S, and then the number, and the assembly would have an A, and then the number, I will look it up uh, later. And what's the senator's name again? What is the senator's name?
1: Brian Benjamin.
0: The senator's name is Brian Benjamin. He's a New York State senator and a New York State legislator in albany new york which is the capital of albany i don't think i've ever had the opportunity to meet him though i've done many protests in albany in that building and and uh have many meetings with uh senators and assemblymen uh with release agent people in prison which i am a part of and vocal new york where i'm a leader in the cru uh union there Um, do you have any events coming up, uh, in the next week or few weeks or months or whatever that you want to get as many people out, uh, to hear you, uh, concerning, uh, post-traumatic prison disorder?
1: Absolutely. I'm doing, um, a mental health, uh, event October the 30th, um, in Harlem. It will be, um, at 2.53 West 153rd Street and I will definitely um, send you the information. It will be from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. We will do art therapy and we will do yoga. Um, Resilience lab will have therapists um, on hand as well. Um, We're going to be giving stuff away and it's a chance for people to actually have a voice. Um, I know, you know, therapy is not a one size fit all box. And so some people are at a point where they can't vocalize their pain. So, you know, I definitely uh, am going to have a few different uh, avenues there, even including acupuncture, um, art, yoga, meditation for people you know, to relax, um, they're going to leave with referrals, um, for people to see, I definitely don't want people to come and go away, um, empty. You know, we've had COVID, we have black, right. We have, you know, we have a movement. We have, it's okay for right now for people to say we are not okay. And it's definitely okay for formerly incarcerated people in this one. So we are not okay. And so the event is for, um, as well for children, um, from five to seventeen years old. And, um, I definitely want, um, children in the room to have a voice as well. Um, and we'll be separated by age and groups. So that is my next event, which will be October the thirtieth.
0: Um, what is this venue is this a building a church a rec center or what it's is a it?
1: building it's a it's a david dinkins building um, on west 153rd
0: okay i would like for you to get that information to me about all your upcoming Absolutely. events i believe i was at an event of yours some time ago uh tatiana called me out from home and i came down and i actually uh was there to meet uh janice martin who's running for the district attorney in new york county and i saw you speak there and i saw hazel dukes there uh, formerly of the naacp uh, top position there and you did a, an event at 125th street the state uh, harlem state office building i was there that day yeah. and it was a beautiful event and uh Uh, send me all your upcoming events and I'll try to come out and support you and uh, give you some uh, air coverage concerning this, I believe this is a serious uh, issue and a serious matter that should be taken serious by all concerned, especially those in power to aid and assist in a remedy for this uh, trauma and mental anguish which is a science and it's a medical science that just has not been recognized. And I believe with your efforts and endeavors that it will be recognized and that will be a bona fide five-star legacy that you can leave behind. And um, when you come out to these events, uh, do you put on victims of post-traumatic prison disorder to speak and give a little testimony
1: absolutely absolutely i believe that you know everybody's story matters and um i'm actually creating um, a campaign at this moment um and i want anyone who has ever been impacted by the cultural system to send videos of what that looks like and what that altered your mental health um, like in its totality, and what you think wellness, the goal to wellness is, um, not only for you, but everybody at large, I'm collecting videos in this moment, um, and they can actually be sent through my website, and they can be emailed to me if you um, message or send them my messenger or Twitter or LinkedIn, Um, your videos will all be edited and uploaded uh, for the campaign of post-traumatic prison disorder. So you can actually email them to um, silentcryinc at gmail.com
0: 7.30 p.m. And you're in the podcast studio uh, standing for justice with the king comrade Don speaking to the queen's sister Shawana Vaughn, who is the CEO and founder of Silent Cry, Inc. And at the moment, she's currently addressing and trying to get a bill passed in the New York State uh, Senate concerning post-traumatic prison disorder, similar to that of somebody returning from war. A lot of Vietnam veterans came back and indeed veterans from all wars, have come back and been affected by the traumas of war and it has caused problems with family, uh, relatives, and friends. Because if you do not understand this disease, and it is a mental disease brought about by conditions that are horrific and that the human was not conditioned to undergo for any certain extent of time. And as a result, they are affected by this mentally and emotionally and their behavior becomes tantamount to something that normal people that have not experienced this does not understand. And they react in a way that is more detrimental to the healing process of the victim suffering from post-traumatic prison Disorder. Would you agree with that?
1: I absolutely agree with you 100%. Okay. I'm totally in line with what you're saying because we do not um, come home the same and it does impact and affect our relationships with others.
0: Uh, are you in contact with anybody in the uh, uh, New York City City Council concerning uh, those uh, prisoners that are in county and local jails and facilities like Rikers Island, uh, for example.
1: Yes, um, actually, Fernando Cabrera um, from the Bronx. um, I've actually spoken to him, and he actually champions um, this legislation, and so he thinks that you know it would definitely. um, be impactful for the city and local jails.
0: And do you intend to uh, contact the New York State Supreme Court uh, Judicial Administration so that Silent Cry Inc. can come into court and speak, uh, rather ask or plea with the court that they, uh, instead of sending a person to prison, that they sent them to uh, Silent Inc. I mean Silent Cry Inc. Uh, for services, counseling, and so forth, as opposed to sending them to uh, back to prison so they could be further harmed. Hey, could you uh, tell us what you've done so far in that endeavor?
1: Absolutely. Um, I've created a proposal and a format to reduce recidivism um, and actually allow people to get services because the problem is we punitively treat the crime, but we never treat the root cause. And if we stop punitively sentencing and treating the action and we treat the root cause, um, we could reduce recidivism. And I think that before people go to prison, um, or repeat thing we need to offer services that combat that and so absolutely um, I'm trying to get the courts to recognize it so that it's an alternative to prison
0: and you ex- an
1: alternative to rich
0: right in your um experience uh, concerning the prisons and the uh, cruelties that going inside uh would you agree that it's more harmful to the youth as opposed to uh other hardened uh people that are up in age and a little more have a little more stamina to carry on more of a burden hold it down as opposed to the youth who are not even fully developed, developed uh yet mentally fully. And do you get a lot of youth uh, uh, that are suffering from post-traumatic prison disorder?
1: Absolutely. I currently have family who are in um, a youth facility in California. And, uh, you know, absolutely. They are suffering and they don't even have the coping skills. Uh, As we've seen, you know, the science says that, you know, male brains are not developed until they're 23, right? So if your brain is not developed until you're 23, um, as as they've concluded, for black men, then we have babies languishing in in detention centers, and they're not mentally equipped to deal with the emotions or the effects of prison. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely need therapy. And they absolutely need, um, the help. Because what science is saying, what, 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 what the medical professionals are saying is, men's brain don't even develop until they're thirty. Mm-hmm. So we're sending 14, 15, 16, 17 year old children as if they're grown men. And I think that that is unacceptable. Just give children sentences like adults before you give them help. Mm.
0: Yes, you're correct. I, you know, I, uh, I watched you speak at uh, 125th Street uh, Harlem State Office Building, and the tears uh, poured out, and I almost almost lost it for a second uh, myself and the tears didn't pour out of you just because of your passion for the cause that you are championing right now but those were tears for your pain and all the victims of post-traumatic prison disorder would i be correct in that assessment
1: absolutely absolutely because Conrad, We, you know, you're out here as well and you see that we are suffering out here. They you incarceration. There's, you know, all of the mission statements say rehabilitation. Well, we are clear. There's nothing rehabilitative about a plantation. There's nothing rehabilitative about a place that means to demonish you as a human, take away your cognitive faculties, and become gladiator school. There's nothing rehabilitative about prison. And we know that when people come home, I I say it all the time, even myself, I'm faking it until I make it. Mm. And because you don't follow me home at night, You don't know that I suffer, but I know that I suffer because I don't have functional Mm relationships. I know that I suffer because I don't like confined spaces. I don't like elevators. I don't like fireworks from the fourth of July. We all suffer from post-traumatic prison disorder in a different manner, but we are all suffering and I'm crying for everybody who's ever had your body snatched out of your neighborhood, out of your family, out of your life and taken. You know, people think the taxpayers think that they're safe because we have more bodies, because we have two point two million bodies in prison. They're not safer. But what happened is as these two million 2.2 million bodies are languishing in prison and they're coming home to be your neighbors, that's when you should be scared because prison did not rehabilitate. It did not offer therapy. It did not treat the the root cause. It's made you angry. It's made some people bitter. It has caused some other disorders that they did not have before they walked in there. And if we do not treat this disorder for what it really is, America as a whole is going to be in trouble because I think that it is owed and it is due family incarcerated people and incarcerated people. It is, it is due us. There's not everybody who's left to be Because I think everybody,
0: Brother Conrad, deserves to be well.
1: Yes, and And I don't know about you, but you know, I'm sure that you have some residuals from prison.
0: Well, uh, we all have our demons that we uh, must fight. And I tell people, I caution them all the time uh, never judge a person by actions that you don't understand because you don't know the demons that this person has to battle every day or what they went through. We just don't know. And incidentally, on the note of rehabilitation, the United States Supreme Court, that august body of men and women have ruled an asinine ruling that says no person incarcerated has a constitutional right to rehabilitation. That is a ruling, star decisis, and it has stood for the longest and it has never been changed. It has never been abrogated. If the United States Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the land of America, which all courts must adhere to their rulings, says that you have no right to rehabilitation then what is the purpose of prison the purpose of prison in this day is society is to brutalize you punish you just put you through all types of inhumane treatments and justice is not only about punishment justice is about mercy and compassion for those that went afoul of the law And who are redeemable and who must be given the opportunity with treatment of humanity to be redeemed and reformed and rehabilitated. But you are correct. The prisons do not provide rehabilitation. You must rehabilitate yourself. And if you're not in the mental capacity to know the steps that you must take to rehabilitate yourself, you are put in the box of recidivism because you know nothing else and that's a shame that the court has made that ruling and it's never been changed it has never been abrogated and it's just disgusting if i don't have a right to rehabilitation then what is the purpose of prison absolutely and, and, and you, because you're going to use everything that the mission statement says. Exactly, and, and 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 that has bothered me for decades. That that court will make a ruling, and but they say, well, uh, we hope you be re- rehabilitated when you come, but they take no steps to rehabilitate. You don't even have a right to a education in prison. You don't have a right to a job in prison. You basically have no rights. And another thing, the reason it's like that is because the United States Supreme Court, with the delusional and illusional emancipation and proclamation by Abraham Lincoln, which freed nobody, Nobody. the 13th Amendment, uh, they came up with the blue code laws, but the 13th Amendment is basically a black code uh, law. And it says that if you are convicted of a felony, you still are subject to slavery. You're a slave of the state. And by that reckoning, this is why they rule that you have no right to education, rehabilitation, a job or anything in prison. But you do have a right to be subject to all the brutalities, racism and and cruelties that are heaped upon you when you are incarcerated. This is disgusting. And I think America on the whole should be brought up on charges by the world court, which are spies. And uh, I think I would uh, like to get with you one day in the future. And we could talk to somebody like Cornel West and others uh, who have been to the world court and uh brought charges but america is just disgusting and and basically they're saying that you know uh you go to prison you're basically on your own is really what it's saying how you go in and how you come out is basically up to you not the system that has you in their care custody and control democracy is a hypocrisy in america always has been until the paradigm shift we're working on changing that, it's going to remain that way. But I hope it don't. And we're working to make sure it don't stay that way. But America is disgusting and it's just a shame. And I uh, applaud uh, sisters and brothers like you who have served time I, myself uh, and we come out and the system played no part in rehabilitating us. Some of the smartest minds, some of the greatest geniuses, some of the best artists, some of the best writers, some of the best musicians Mm -hmm. are incarcerated. Prisons are a university. Not the classroom that you go and sign up for college, but you are a university on the gallery, in the block, on the yard. It's where I was educated at. I wasn't taught anything of significance and importance that would benefit me in society because they don't teach you anything but the negative and you can't be nothing in the eyes of society if you're black or a person of color but the negative porters uh, maids and so forth and so uh, prison educated me or uh, rather I took the opportunity to educate myself while in prison and uh. it's a shame that we can't get any help From those, and we pay uh, your family, my family, and all people in society uh, foot the bills for these prisons. You foot the bills for these salaries, and it's just a shame that nobody cares. And I made a promise, a vow, that uh, when I leave behind from prison, that I would not forget those I left behind. That is very important. Too many people come home today from prison and go right back to what they did 20 years ago or 10 years ago and they forget about those they left behind it is very important that people like yourself and me and others that come out keep the fire going keep the pressure going and making it known what goes on behind these prison walls and these prison doors the walls in prison are not up to keep prisoners in They're up to keep society out. And they want to keep society out because of the brutalities that they do and subject humans to behind those walls. So they're not there to keep the prisoner in. They're there to keep society out. And you must be uh, praised and appreciated for what you're doing. And uh, uh, I'm going to help you if I can. Uh, You can call on me anytime. You need me to come out and speak. You need me to come out and campaign for your support, for your, uh, to try to get people out to your events. You hit me up and uh, I'll do what I can do. And, uh, uh, you know, I want you to go into some details, uh, some more about the importance of your service and the importance of it to families that uh, reentry victims are returning to and the importance of it to society as a whole.
1: Absolutely. Um, It is important because we can no longer afford to uh, keep recidivism going. And it is important because mental health helps restore whole families. Um, We're clear that people are in trauma before they ever get to prison. Would you agree with that, Brother Conrad?
0: Yes, I would agree with that uh, assessment. Yes, wholeheartedly, I would agree with it. You know, we're in trauma before we ever get there. I didn't get
1: to prison because I was not in trauma. I was in trauma, and the ways my behavior played out the trauma was negative. And so, if we look at what causes the trauma then we can fix it. We won't be on a repetitive cycle and prison affects an entire family because I was a child born to a mother in incarceration. I was born in CIW, which is California Institution for Women. Mm. I was born in trauma. I always tell people, I am the dream and the hope of a slave. I was born to a mother, shackled and chained, mm. given birth what? to the dream of a hope of a slave. But mm. so 1619 and 1978, for so my mother, didn't look so different. Mm, mm, mm. And I am the Harriet Tubman to free some slaves. You are the Marcus Garvey to get some people free we are we are the ancestors
0: yes indeed it's not about you it's not about me it's about us no and too many people focus on themselves it's about us and we must start taking that seriously have you been in contact with uh reverend uh, Al Sharpton uh, concerning your mission and platform, and has he offered you any aid or assistance in those endeavors?
1: No, I actually haven't um, been in contact with him.
0: Well, let me inform you. Uh, Victor Pate, who is uh, my boss at the National Action Network on the Second Chance Committee, and I don't know if you've heard about the Second Chance Committee, Yes. the second chance committee we help those that are coming out for reentry, and uh, we are a committee in the national action network and uh uh i think you should get in contact with victor pate i think it would be beautiful. yeah i spoke in
1: yesterday at city hall at what
0: about her okay and what about her and they was there today with horse solitary i couldn't make it down but they did contact me i couldn't make it down but other members from my organization vocal new york did make it down to support them we support each other they come with us and we go with them but i couldn't make it today uh but victor pate i think it'd be beautiful if you could get on board with victor pate and do some collaboration because uh second chances uh, and what you're doing with post-traumatic prison disorder go hand-in-hand hand, and I believe uh, uh, it would benefit the Second Chance Committee because a lot of those guys are coming out are uh, just uh, f- uh, mentally traumatized and they don't know whether to go left or right and if they go up or down. Uh, it's just a sad case and, they, and a lot of them don't know what resources they have out here available to them or where to go. And, and just no guidance given to them And pre-release in prison is a joke It's just a joke You go to pre-release Instead of uh, the them assisting you You have to do everything yourself And you don't know what to do to see. Uh, So yeah, exactly. I, I think it would be I would bring that up with Victor myself In fact I would call Victor Send him a text And see if we could get some work done with you In conjunction with you And collaborate with you uh, With uh, Silent Cry Inc That's very important and uh, uh, Victor Pate uh, There's another show That I would like to see you on It's a television show And uh, uh, Winston Gilchrist At 59th Street And it's called uh, MNNTV uh, Manhattan News Network And uh, We have a slot down there Once a month On a uh, one Wednesday of every month and Victor Pate has a slot there and get you on that show that's a television show and so that we can get you some exposure and uh, get you some more support and uh, 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 would you like to go on that show? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to text uh, Victor Pate, I'll call him. Uh, it's hard to reach him at all his numbers but he send me emails every day and and uh, you could talk to him about it and i will speak to him about it see if we get you on that show i don't know what's the status of it uh doing COVID 19 but i think it's still up and running uh for our uh monthly slot and i'll find that and i'll get back to you uh, uh about that uh do you know of any uh people that's dear to you or close to you that's uh soon to be released from any prisons in uh, New York or anywhere else?
1: <laughs> yes, my brother should be coming home shortly. Um, my own brother is in me at this moment. And he will be coming home. And in this moment, I'm actually fighting to get one of my sisters home. Her name is Dorita J. Stevenson, and she is in CIW. And she has COVID and cancer. Mm, mm, mm. And I have launched a campaign to bring her home. um, And I'm trying to work with people to work on a compassionate release fire. And so it is my hope that we can get her home and she will not uh, lose her battle behind bars.
0: All right. we are winding down. We have about five minutes to go for the hour slot. You in the studio, the podcast show of Standing for Justice with the King Comrade Don, interviewing uh, Shawana Vaughn, the CEO of Cry, I mean Silent Cry Inc, dealing with post-traumatic prison I'm going to send you some information concerning uh, parole preparation project and Michelle. Well, every year they have a big party, a big shing ding for all those that's coming home. And it's also an opportunity for you to network with a lot of people. It'd be like a thousand people. They are more uh, important people, powerful people that you can network with. And, uh, Get some uh, aid that you may need To help you in connections And and, and, you know networking And and you uh, Get you over to that uh, shingding It's going down in November I'll get that information to you And I'll put you on the uh, special guest list So you can come in and attend that If you're available and so I'll, I'll take care of that, and I'll be in touch with you about that. And I'll contact Michelle Loyola and the Preparation Project, who pre- helps uh, prepare people to go to the parole board and uh, uh, get released. They were instrumental in getting my release. They've been working with me for years, and I'm a member of the Parole Preparation Project. We're at 168 Canal Street, and uh, release agent people in prison. we all at 168 Canal Street. And uh, I thank you for coming on the show tonight. And like I said, you can contact me anytime. I'll bring you back on the show at another time because we only have an hour slot. And uh, yeah, hopefully, and with the faith and the will and determination, we will make uh, all your goals and dreams and endeavors a success with Silent Cry Inc. And we'll get those bills passed. I think we need to go to Albany and get some protests about that. I'll speak to uh, my org about that, and we'll get together and collaborate and see what we can do to assist you in that endeavor. You're sp- talking to uh, Siwana Vaughn, the CEO of Silent Cry Inc, concerning post-traumatic prison disorder. She's a victim, I'm a victim, and there are many victims. And we must do all we can to aid and assist them in the recovery and the healing process which society refuses to do, so it's left up to us, the little people. So they say, to put the footwork and boots on the ground to get it done. We thank you for coming in, sister. You can say good night to the audience. Yes,
1: good night, good night, and thank you for the kind And I look forward to uh, fighting this battle with you side by side
0: thank you we will be in touch stay right where you are we're signing off as i always close out the show never surrender a positive existence to a negative vibe you already know what that means peace love unity and blessings to all those that hear the sound of voice support black businesses that is very important to Comrade Don and the podcast show standing firm, standing for justice, support black businesses. We are out.